Welcome to the podcast of Covenant Life Church with Pastor Robert and Julie Floyd in Jeffersonville, Indiana. We hope that you enjoy this message. Um, but to, today I wanted to share, and, and, and really it's going to be um, some same things along the lines that I shared last time, Thanksgiving, uh, because I really believe in the power of the truth of the word in this. Um, and, and it's, you know, we, we kind of center it around Thanksgiving because it's the time that we center in on being thankful, right? Um, but it's important in our lives because Thanksgiving helps keep us and keep a right perspective about things. And it's so easy throughout the year to get caught up in the stuff of life. And to get caught up in the, the bad stuff and the frustrating stuff and the difficult stuff and the difficult people. And, you know, it's easy to get off track and find ourselves looking at all the things that aren't going right. The glass half full, right? Find ourselves looking at all the things that aren't working, aren't doing right, aren't, aren't, aren't operating the way they should. The things on our job that we don't like, right? Right? And, and the things, well, I don't have enough of this, I don't have enough of that. Um, and we find ourselves in a position where we actually, you can become more critical in this time. To me, you know, this is one of my favorite times of the year. I just love Thanksgiving time. I love Christmas time. You know, I don't worship the Christmas tree, right? But mine's already up. <laughs> right? I'm not kidding, it's already up. Now, we are going, leaving to go out of town, so we had to come on and get it up. But we were, we were asking Austin, we were like, hey, you know, is Victoria's parents going to, you know, freak out because we, we don't have any Thanksgiving stuff out. It's already Christmas. You know what I'm saying? We're not skipping it, right? But how many of you are the early, early risers when it comes to Christmas? You get, we got a few of you. The rest of you are like, eh. It's all right. It's all right. But I love, I just love the fall, I love the season, I love being out. Um, but how many of you know, man, if, if you're not careful, man, it could, it could bring out some things that aren't so nice. And we run into a lot of people in, in life and run into people that they're frustrated and, and they're hurting. And, and maybe this time brings back difficult memories, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that we can't be thankful and grateful for our lives and what God's doing and learn to walk with that heart and that attitude because it changes things. When we have a grateful heart, it changes things. It changes your perspective. It increases your capacity for, for God working in your life. So I just want to share a few things about that this morning. Um, if you'll go to Psalm 100. Let me go there myself. Thought I had it there. It's all right. Psalm 100. It says, A song of praise for the Lord's faithfulness to his people, a psalm of thanksgiving. So that's what we're reading, right? Psalm of praise. Now listen to what the title is for the Lord's faithfulness to his people, all right? And it says, A psalm of thanksgiving. So this is the way it reads It says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Everybody say gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. 
Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Everybody say, thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. I love this psalm. And it is a thought process of both the faithfulness of God. The Bible says we could feed on his faithfulness. So maybe things aren't going right now, but I find myself rehearsing what God's already brought me through. And God, I just thank you for this time when you brought me through it, and this time when you brought me through it, and this time when you did this, and this time when you did this. Just rehearsing and feeding on the faithfulness of God. And I thank you, Father, that because you delivered me and you worked in all of these times that you're still working, and you will deliver me today, and you will deliver me tomorrow. That I'll never be in a place where you won't deliver me, and for that I'm thankful. See, you don't have to be thankful for the circumstances. It's not about being thankful for the situation or the circumstances. It's about being thankful to God for what he's done and what he's doing. And our perspective has to be right on that. And listen to the context of, of the whole psalm. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. It doesn't say if everything is going good, and you feel good, and you feel happy today, then make a joyful shout to the Lord. Does it it have any context of, of, of that at all? It doesn't, does it? It says simply, let's make some noise, and let's make a joyful noise to the Lord. That ought to be our life. Mine is a joyful noise. It's not a joyful song. Amen. What comes out of my mouth is just noise, right? I, I, it, it doesn't make a melody. <laughs> it just makes a noise. But, but it's good to know that he's asking, listen, shout to the Lord with a joyful heart that there is joy in my life if for nothing else that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. And I know we hear that and you say, yes, I've heard that before. No, if you've heard that before and you still don't have joy, then you do not get it yet. And I don't mean that in an ugly way. I'm just saying you really don't get it yet. If that doesn't spark joy in your heart and joy in your life, then you don't quite understand what Jesus Christ has done for you. You say, but Pastor Rob, you don't know my situation. It has nothing to do with your situation. I don't care how dire it is. I don't mean it like I don't care. I'm just saying it's not relevant. Not relevant. Because my joy is not dependent upon that situation being good or bad. My joy is dependent upon the Lord. It's the joy of the Lord that's my strength. Not the joy of my situation. The joy of my situation is going to pass. It's going to ebb and it's going to flow. It's like the tide. It's going to go out. It's going to come in. It's like the roller coaster. How many of you are roller coaster people? Right? Are you hands up, hands down? Hands on the bar screaming out loud or hands up? There's always hands up, you know. (laughs) But if you're not careful, that's your life. And the joy of your life is dependent on the high. And, And then when there's a low, because you're facing a challenge, you lose your joy. But our joy is not dependent upon that. 
And that's what he's saying here is, listen, I'm looking at the faithfulness of God. I'm looking at the big picture. I'm not looking at a moment in my life. I'm looking at the big picture. God is God of my life from the beginning to the end. And in every moment in between, he's the God of my life. So this temporary moment maybe of discomfort or maybe of sadness or maybe of hurt or maybe something going on in my life, this temporary moment should not dictate my overall heart and attitude towards God. And some of us have let a momentary part of our life determine the rest of our life and our walk with God. Well, this happened and therefore, no. That did happen, but God hasn't changed. And the Bible says that for the Lord is what? Good. Everybody say good. good. The Lord is good. And so if he's good and he's good all the time, then that means I ought to be able to have joy and have joy what? All the time. Now, how many of you know we deal with this flesh? We deal with our emotions. So I get it, right? I have my moments, you know, and that doesn't mean we don't have sadness or we don't have other things like that. But the joy of the Lord is what is in my strength. That's the strength of my life, is his joy working in my life. And it says to make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. It says, serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God, and it's he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Listen, you don't even get into the gates, Unless you have a grateful heart. You don't even get to the gate. So you don't get to the courts of praise. And you don't get to the, the holy place. You don't make it to any of those places if you can't get through the gate. And we come through the gate with what? With thanksgiving. That's how we get through the gate. We get through the gate with thanksgiving. For who he is, all that he's done. His faithfulness. I'm not coming through the gates thankful for what's going on in my life. I'm thankful for who I get to do life with. And some of you, your relationship with God is stale. And maybe it seems distant. And it's because you haven't learned the art of thanksgiving. And so you're not making it past the gates. And so really, you don't have a praise. I didn't plan on this, but this is, this, is, this is going deep, whether you realize it or not. But if I don't have a heart of thanksgiving, I won't have a heart of praise. If I don't have a heart of praise, I won't have a life of victory. And then I won't have a heart of worship. And if I don't have a heart of worship, then I don't have an intimacy with God. And it all starts with thanksgiving. It all starts with having a grateful heart and a thankful heart. Again, I'm not saying thankful for your circumstances. And I'm not demeaning or belittling your circumstance. I understand that our circumstances are real. And they evoke emotion and they have impact upon our life. So I'm not demeaning that. I'm just telling you that in the context of thanksgiving, praise, and worship, your circumstances have no say. You have a say. Am I going to be grateful? Am I going to be thankful? 
for who he is? Am I going to be thankful for what he's done? Am I going to be thankful that I even had the chance to know him? Am I going to be thankful that this morning I got to get up and get in my car and drive it or ride in it and I got to go to church this morning? Am I thankful? It's all perspective. When we come in and we're not thankful for that, then we come in and all of a sudden praise starts and we got our hands in our pocket and we're not engaging with praise and we're, we're you know, well, it's too loud and, you know, that, that, that drummer is this or this is that, uh, the lighting is. And all of a sudden we find ourselves criticizing everything. And it's all really a simple fix. Let's be thankful. What you're thankful for, you receive from. You stop being thankful for your parents. You don't listen to them. You don't receive from them anymore. You're not thankful for your spouse. You stop listening to them. You don't receive from them. You start picking them apart, all the wrong things they're doing. Not thankful for your job. It becomes a misery. And, and now it's your boss's fault and your coworker's fault. And, you know, you, you, you. I'm not saying there aren't circumstances and situations, right? But being thankful even in the midst of that, God can give you a new job. See what I'm saying? It, when we're thankful, we open capacity for God to work and move in our life in a different way. I'm not saying you have to be thankful for a cruddy boss or the way they're treating you. <laughs> I thank you, Father, I'm a doormat today, no? I'm not saying you have to be thankful for that kind of stuff. I am thank you, Father, that even in the midst of this, in the midst of this, even though this is going wrong and that's going wrong and this doesn't seem to be right and they're saying this, Father, even in the midst of all this, I am thankful that I have you and you're gonna see me through and that your grace is sufficient Amen. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to be thankful in the midst of it. And then once I have a thankful heart, it now brings me into the courts of praise. And I can bring praise to God. And, and when I bring praise to God, you don't realize it. It's not just a fast, upbeat song that we clap to. Right? Praise is a release of faith and expectation for what God is going to do. Praise is my victory shout. And it's not after the fact. The power in praise is before the fact. Because it's faith. It's a sacrifice of praise. It is a praise in faith and expectation that what God's promised, he's already doing. And I'm praising him for it because I have the victory right now whether I see it or not. And then I get to go into the secret place or I get to draw closer where I get to get intimate and worship and commune with the Lord where now I get instruction I get to hear from heaven I get to spend time with my father and experience his presence and have intimacy there and some of us we've been trying to go, go through the back door We've been trying to come in the, uh, all the other ways. You can't get in without thanksgiving. 
Because it's a heart thing. It's a heart thing. Psalms 107, 21, it says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Give thanks to the Lord for what? His goodness. And for his wonderful works in the children of men, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. It says, those who go down to the sea in ships who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. We come into his presence. We come before him with thanksgiving. Amen. I'm telling you, you get a hold of that and you let the Holy Spirit cause that to be alive in you. It'll change your walk. It'll change what you're seeing God do in your life. The gospel that we preach, it produces thanksgiving to God. Listen to what the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says, but we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. We know that God, who raised the Lord Jesus, will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. Listen, all of this is about God receiving the glory. And us ministering the gospel, us preaching the gospel, that brings thanksgiving into people's lives. It opens their heart. That's why when you see new believers, they are just so grateful and so thankful because their life has just been rocked and turned upside down. It takes a little while to get a sourpuss face, right? It takes a little religion to get that sourpuss face. But when you walk with Jesus and you remain thankful, then you continue in his joy. I'm not saying you're not going to have moments and times. I'm not trying to candy coat this and make it like, hey, this is just easy and always be happy. Listen, I understand. But my point is, is that if you get these principles, then what will happen is, is that you'll be able to learn to walk in a greater place of joy and victory in your life because you're being intentional about that. And you realize that being thankful is important. It's valuable to our life. Listen, thanksgiving, and I already alluded to it earlier, is an act of faith. It's not just about being thankful for the past, but it's being thankful for the future. All right? So um, if somebody gives you a $50 bill, I don't have one on me. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> somebody gives you a $50 bill, what's your normal response? Thank you. Now, if, if I went to you and I promised you a $50 bill, if you believed me, then you would probably say thank you, right? And if you didn't believe me, you may say thank you or you may say we'll see, right? You know what I'm saying? Everybody has one friend like that, all mouth and no substance, right? So don't point to anybody, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. But my point is, is that when we have a heart of thanksgiving, what we're declaring to God is that I've received something. So concerning my past, I'm being thankful for what he's already done, right? When I'm thankful for what he's going to do, he's already done it. I'm just thankful even though I haven't received it yet and maybe physically or manifested in my life. 
but I'm thankful and I expect to receive it. See what I'm saying? There's an expectation of faith there. So when I bring thanksgiving to the Lord, I'm actually activating my faith towards him when I'm thanking him for things that that he's promised in his word and I'm waiting to see manifested in my life. So if I have a need in my life, and his word says he'll supply all my need according to his riches and glory, if I have a need in my life and I've prayed about that need and now I'm moving to a mode of being thankful that that need is met, right? Even though I may not have seen it met yet, I'm already engaged with God and I'm confident that the need is met. I'm confident in him that he's going to take care of it. And I don't even have to know how. I don't have to know how he's going to do it. And, and, and so I can just be thankful and confident in him that, God, I thank you that you're taking care of this. So a heart of thanksgiving is me also activating my faith on the word of God and what he's promised. And so when I lose my thankfulness, then actually my faith begins to wane. And really, I'm not living a life of faith. I'm just living a life based on whatever happens. And I hope that God does something good. Instead of me actively believing God for what he's promised, laying hold of it by faith, and giving him thanks. Some of you have been believing God for things, but you haven't moved into a mode of thanksgiving, so you haven't really been in a place of faith where you know he's going to do it. You're still in hope mode. Some of you have been hoping for 10 years for God to do something about a situation. You've been hoping because you haven't moved into a place of, I thank you that it's done. It's a one day, hopefully, God will do. Instead of God, you promised in your word, and I thank you that it's done. And I may not know when, I may not have all of the exact finite details of it, but I know that you promised, and I'm standing on your word, and so I'm going to be thankful now that this situation is done. And that's a whole different level. And so many times in life, we're just living in hope. And not that hope's bad. Hope is an anchor to the soul. It helps bring a steadiness to my life. But I've got to move from hope to faith. I've got to move out of hope and move into faith to where I'm believing God. And listen, this isn't a, a name it, claim it kind of a deal. This is me truly standing on the word of God, believing God and knowing that it is so. Man, I tell you what, you want to see victory. Sometimes you just have to move over into thanksgiving and then praise. And then worship and quit hoping anymore and be confident that it's a done deal. Well, what if he doesn't do it? Well, then you're not in faith. I don't mean, let me say it this way. If you're still doubting and not confident in your heart that God's going to do it, then you're not there yet. I'm not talking about dead doubt here, right? You can have questions here. There's always going to have opportunity to have doubt. Because why? Because the enemy's always going to be trying to sow seeds of doubt in our mind and get you to question. And question, if, well, God's not really. No, God, this is what the word says. But on the inside, I get in a place that I'm like, I just know God's going to do this. See what I'm saying? I know that he's going to do this. And I've watched people over the years, and I've had times even in my own life, where I've asked God bless you for things or, and it didn't come to pass or it didn't come past when I thought it would. Or, and I had a choice of whether to quit believing God or to keep believing God because he's faithful. You see what I'm saying? I'm not going to get caught up in my circumstances. 
And just because everything didn't work out the way that I planned it doesn't mean that God's not working. Amen? I didn't mean to get quite so deep on that this morning, but I'm trying to help you because it's an act of faith. We've got to be able to move into thanksgiving with our life to where we are expressing our faith and our belief in God. And then thanksgiving that leads into is an integral part of our prayer life. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Now watch, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. In everything by prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. Doesn't say wait a little while. It's when I pray and I come before the Lord and I bring my petitions, I bring my supplication, I'm coming before him and I'm asking him to work and move in my life. The end of that is with thanksgiving. And therefore I'm moving into a place that God, I'm gonna begin to thank you that what I've asked you for is gonna be accomplished. And the problem is, is sometimes in the past, maybe we weren't in that place and therefore it didn't work out the way that we thought we were believing. I'm kind of getting a little in your business here. But we grow and we mature. And that means we can grow in things and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I missed it this first go around, but the second go around, I'm in a different place. Remember Jesus talked to him about little faith, talked to him about great faith. So we know that our faith can grow. It can increase. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have put a measurement on it. So our faith can increase as we gain revelation of the knowledge of the word. And as we do that and apply, then our faith can increase. And I mean, and it's true. I've watched it in my own life. I don't believe God anymore for a 89 cent gallon of milk. I don't have to believe God for that anymore. There was a day when we had to literally believe God to have milk. I don't have to anymore. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just time that has affected that. It's our faith. I don't believe God to be able to give $5 anymore. I can do that at any point, any time. I can whip out $5 and give $5. But I have to believe God to give a thousand. See, my faith has changed and it is growing and it is increasing. Does that make sense? And thanksgiving is a part of that. So don't let a past failure, if I can say it that way, rob you of believing God today. That's what I'm getting at is don't let something that you don't understand why this didn't work, this didn't happen. Listen, don't get hung up on that. Believe God today and don't quit believing God because he's faithful. God is faithful. Listen to me, young people. Don't wait. You don't have to wait till you're 20, 30, 40 to believe God. He responds now. He responds to anybody who's willing to believe it. Amen? And I've experienced that in my life time and time again, me just believing God and seeing God work and seeing God move. 
It says in Colossians 4, to continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Man, as we come to the Lord and as we pray, thanksgiving has to be an integral part of what we do. Amen. How many of you know, how many of you, your, your kids, it's so much easier to bless them and help them and work with them when they have a what? A thankful heart. Isn't that right? When they're grateful and they say thank you, it makes you. It's, it's like a pry bar that just opens up that wallet, right? When they say thank you and they're just so grateful, it's like, you know, trying to keep it closed and they're like prying it. You know what I mean. There's just something about that heart in there. When our kids or our coworkers, our spouse, anybody, those words are so powerful when they're spoken with genuineness. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. And when we come to the Lord and we're not bound down with, well, God, why are you in this? You know, anybody ever had that frustrating prayer? None of y'all. y'all. Y'all have perfect prayer lives, right? Well, I've had frustrating prayer. Or I've gone to God and let it all out. Right? Just me and the Lord and, you know, and then come to my senses and then I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, thank, thank you. <laughs> Do you, you see what I'm saying? And that mean you're not going to have times like that. But I'll tell you what, having a heart of thanksgiving changes everything. And it gives us entryway and entrance, and it changes our perspective. And we'd be able to see the Lord differently and see our situation differently. Because now my eyes aren't on all the difficulties and the problems and what's not working. Listen, there's nothing wrong. I'm not going to go stick my head in the sand and ignore life. There's nothing wrong with facing the facts. But I don't have to lose my joy in the midst of it. Now I can look at the facts and say, okay, this isn't working. Lord, I thank you that I have wisdom on fixing this. See, it just changes and it positions me, it positions you in a place to hear from heaven to get a solution and to find a result so that your life and that situation can turn around. And then when you get to the place where there's nothing else to do and you've done all you know to do, you just keep being thankful and grateful and praising God for the victory and he'll do his part that you can't do. And he's faithful. And he loves you. He's for you. Like, this isn't rocket science. You're not having to pay penance to get him to do anything for you. Come on now. Listen, God, the good part about you being in the house today is not you earning good points with the Lord. It's your position in yourself for victory. See, when you see it as I'm earning good points for being in the house then what happens is, is when you think you've got enough good points, then you don't show up. I say that a little. But do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, church will be there next Sunday. Come on, y'all looking at me like, Pastor Rob, I would never do that. 
Come on now, I've been doing this too long. I'm not saying you don't love the Lord. You know what I mean. By take, you know, getting all defensive. <laughs> no, don't get all, it's okay. I'm just making the statement. But when I realize I'm positioning myself and I'm thankful. See, I'm thankful that I have a church. I'm thankful that I have a church. I'm thankful that I have a church full of amazing people. I'm not perfect, but just incredible people. I'm thankful for the people that God's put around me and, and, and all of you. I, I'm thankful for that. So that when I'm cleaning up your poop, I don't get messed up about it. <laughs> you know, she... Come on, it's, you can laugh a little bit. It's okay. Man, y'all, some of y'all just, you know, I'm just, it's okay. <laughs> y'all act like me? No. No. Yes, everybody, right? We all, as sheep. What I'm saying is, is that when, by us having a thankful heart, then when we face challenges or different things, it allows us to rectify those things and deal with those with the right heart and the right motive and right uh, um, affection in that. Does that make sense? Because I have a grateful heart. Because I have a thankful heart. I, I'm not in a place where you owe me. Come on now. I'm not in a place where I deserve this or that. I'm in a place where I'm thankful. And when we have that with the Lord, it opens up so much in our lives for him to be able to do and work because we have a thankful heart. And I get into the gates and then I'm able to get into the courts of praise and I can get my praise on and then I can go into the secret place and get my worship on. Amen. And all because I choose to have a grateful heart. Thankfulness is never about how you feel. It's never about how you feel. It's a choice. Amen? It's a choice. Bow your heads with me. Hallelujah. Man, I'm just so thankful to the Lord. So grateful. I mean, we could all sit around and probably share what we've been through and share some problems, maybe share some current things. We, we could all share about those things. So again, I'm not diminishing, but I choose in the midst of it to be thankful. I choose to be thankful. My challenge to you for this week is if you've been struggling and even if you haven't, but especially if you've been struggling, maybe in your walk with the Lord, maybe with somebody, maybe somebody's hurt you, or family, you know, Thanksgiving's coming, family's coming in. You know what I'm saying? Get out a sheet of paper and just begin to list the things you're thankful for. Begin to change your affection and your attention and direct it towards the things you're thankful for. Start with the Lord. Just this morning as I was praying and, and getting ready for this morning, I was just going through and saying and telling God what I was thankful for. 
just reminding him that my heart, it's not that he needs to be reminded, but me just acknowledging that and saying, Lord, I'm thankful for Jesus. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that I have a relationship with you. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for the church that you've put me in and you, you've, you've placed me there. I'm thankful. Just rehearsing that. You may be here this morning and say, Pastor Rob, I've got so much going on in my life. I don't know what to be thankful. Well, let's just start with Jesus. Because no matter what, He's good and He's faithful. And He'll see you through. But I tell you what, if you don't have Jesus and you're not walking with Jesus, then you, there, there's not a whole lot. I mean, you can be thankful for family and friends and all that's important. But I tell you what, the most powerful thing in my life, the one who's done the most is Jesus. Above all else, it's Jesus. You could take everything else away in my life, and as long as I have Jesus, I know that I'll be okay. So I want to challenge you today to be thankful for Jesus. We pray that you got something out of this message today. We'd love for you to join us on Sundays at 1030 a.m. at Covenant Life Church in Jeffersonville, Indiana.